Hey there, friend. I'm thrilled that you've decided to join me each week here on the podcast as I read through the Inventory Genius book. Now, if you're anything like me, you're going to put these principles into practice so much more quickly if you highlight, underline, and put dates beside each actionable step. So if you haven't grabbed your paper copy of the Inventory Genius book yet, I want to encourage you to head on over to sierrastockland.com and grab your copy. I'm so excited to sign it and drop it in the mail for you. I want you to have that paper copy in front of you as you listen each week to each chapter I read. This way, as things stand out to you, as you have questions, as you have thoughts, and as you decide to take action, you can highlight, underline, and follow along in the paper copy as you listen to me read each chapter. So head on over to sierrastockland.com, grab your copy, I'll sign it, and I'll drop it in the mail. Now back to the podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Let me start this chapter by saying you cannot grow your business by cutting expenses. If you think you can bypass focusing on your margin and cut costs to fix your problems, it won't work. Cutting your spending will only take you so far, and in some cases, you can even cut costs so much that you end up starving your business. However, I'd be leaving out an important topic if we didn't talk about cutting expense. I was standing in the back room of my simple little warehouse. You remember the one. What I haven't told you about yet are the days between celebrating the new shelves being installed in my first little warehouse to the fateful day I signed another lease and moved to a real, big deal warehouse across town. There were a lot of expenses added to my profit and loss statement in those few short years between initially upgrading and losing everything. As we began to open more franchise stores across the upper Midwest, I did what every other entrepreneur does at some point in their journey. I added more expense and more and more and more. We needed a warehouse with more space. With that warehouse, we needed a fancier forklift. To bring in more product with the new forklift, we needed new shelving. And of course, we also needed more people to man all the upgrades. We needed more people to lead those people. And those people, of course, needed office spaces and desks and vacation pay. It's like the story, if you give a mouse a cookie, that was my business. One thing led to another and another and another. Sales cover problems, for a short while anyway. You may have found yourself in a similar situation. You might be saying, I'm growing, I'm scaling, I need all the things. And you do. However, if you don't focus on the right things before you scale, if you don't manage your inventory and learn to read the numbers, you will scale your problems right alongside your sales. That's what I did until I could no longer scale my sales or my problems. I will say that by the time in my retail journey that we've come to, after almost a decade, I had finally found a good CPA and a strong financial mentor. But the damage I had done over the preceding years was almost beyond repair. Notice I said almost. Herein lies the issue. I was over leveraged. I was spending so much every single month simply to run the business that when the franchisees decided to bail, 
I had no cash available to fight the mounting legal costs of defending the trademark or the agreement. My world was crashing down around me. I knew something was brewing. In 2015, I went to the White House and testified on Capitol Hill on behalf of small businesses. I was in Entrepreneur Magazine, and I won multiple national awards. But in the pit of my stomach, I knew something was wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it. But looking back now, I realize it was the uneasy feeling you get when cash is endlessly flowing in, yet there's nothing left to save at the end of the day. It's when everything looks glitzy and glamorous from the outside, but behind the scenes, you're waiting for the next deposit so you can just move money from one credit card to the next or when you cannot hold people accountable because you need the sale so badly. It's the feeling you get from focusing on all the wrong things. As I started to realize this, the consequences of years of mistakes were piling up and my debt was gaining the upper hand. Add to that a mountain of legal bills and customers who never paid any of their bills. Uh, Remember earlier when I said we were functioning as the bank? Side note here. If you aren't a bank, never act like a bank. This was one of the most detrimental mistakes I made when I decided to franchise. I bought all the inventory for all the stores, hoping and assuming that our stores would eventually pay me back. When that never happened, I was screwed. I was on the hook with vendors for thousands of dollars in inventory. It was my name, my name on the paperwork. When I couldn't pay, they didn't care who owed me. They wanted their money. Never be the bank. I digress. So after growing very quickly, while also neglecting to focus on growing the margin and the profit, I had no option but to start cutting costs. It was painful at first. I held tightly to the fact that I absolutely had to have a team of 12. Who would make the graphics, send out the emails, create the purchase orders, and count the genes if I didn't have an entire team? Did I also mention that by this time I had a coveted corner office? Yes, I scaled that up too. However, the stress was so intense that all I did all day long was put out fires. I soon realized that I had never even spent any time in that office anyway. Had I really been happier in my little downtown store, standing behind the counter, talking to my customers? I'm guessing, just a wild guess, you might feel like this too. How did I get here? I had decided I needed all the things. Maybe you're reading this chapter saying, but Sierra, I do need all the things. I need the marketing expert. I need the pop-up booth. I need every app. I need to go to market every quarter. I need it all, every expense. There's nothing I can cut. Keep telling yourself this and very soon, if not already, you will find yourself forced to start cutting because there's no money left to spend. Understand your numbers so you can make wise choices about growth. This is where I found myself, my boat ceaselessly filling up with water. I started cutting. First, I cut part-time people, then travel. Then I cut a purchase over here and a service over there. Combining work duties, I found that fewer people could do more. We discovered reoccurring expenses we had signed up for years before and had never used. We kept whittling down our expenses in a desperate attempt to find better cash flow. But cutting expenses, while absolutely necessary at times and a good practice if regularly evaluated, cannot grow your business. And if you wait until you are forced to cut expenses instead of cutting expenses to keep your bottom line in a healthy position, it may be too late. 
I was sensing this may be the case in my business and I was desperate. So I kept on cutting. No paycheck for me. Tearful goodbyes to team members, closing down the warehouse and moving back to the back room of my flagship store. This is where I found myself standing in the back of my original little makeshift warehouse with only a team of two others and me, empty shelves, no forklift, sold for cash, and a different kind of feeling in the pit of my stomach. This time, it was the realization that I had spent so much money before because I had so much money to spend. I had scaled everything, including my expenses, just for the sake of scaling. I did it because it made me feel fancy like a big girl. It made me feel as though I had arrived in the business world. I hadn't been focusing on the right things. I'd been focusing on appearances instead of the foundation of the business. I was forced to look at the massive cracks in the foundation and try with every ounce of my being to patch them up before the entire building came crashing down. It's not exciting to say no. It's so much easier to buy into the modern hustle mindset and tell yourself that later you'll work on your genius. That feels so right, doesn't it? Instead, what if we produced product-based business owners working on the right things with intentionality? Understand your numbers so you can make wise choices about growth. Focus on managing your inventory so it's working for you, writing you a paycheck from day one. When your profit is where you want it to be, then decide what to put on your expense line, always scrolling quickly to the bottom of the P&L to make sure your profit stays steady and keeps on growing. Here's the really exciting part. When you build by focusing on the right things, not spending to look fancy, you will grow your cash so you can live like no one else. So how does spending relate to your inventory genius mindset? You start looking at every expense as another way to make inventory work for you. Need a new employee? How will she give you freedom to buy better and build more margin? Want to upgrade that new point of sale system? How will it help you manage your inventory for more profit? Want to travel to market? What's your plan once you get there? So you're maximizing your time looking for margin builders while building relationships that will help you scale. It is also imperative that you set aside time every quarter to review your spending in light of your overall profit. You can master sales and even margin, but if you spend every dollar you bring in, what's the point? Your expenses can eat away at your margin dollars in a flash if you're not watching. As I stood on the cold concrete floor and looked at the empty space and the small team, I realized I could have focused on the right things, grown my profit, used that profit to scale, and lived a much simpler life. I could have paid myself instead of paying everyone else and used my inventory to grow more margin. I vowed next time I would never build a business backward again. Next time I would understand the numbers first and I would scale second. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. Chances are, if you're listening to the Inventory Genius Podcast, it's because, well, you really want to become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. 
Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing. I want to invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. It delivers bite-sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory-based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through and you're gonna leave with practical bite-sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to sierrastockland.com where you can grab your ebook, your audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy. Hey, boutique owner, are you ready to go from drowning in busy work to dreaming about the future? Simple Strategies Group creates automated marketing systems that work 24 seven so you do not have to. And you know how important I tell you it is to have automated, simplified systems. And that's why you need to get a hold of Liz. Liz Whitehead is a certified Clavio Master Silver Partner as well as a certified Postscript Partner. She knows her stuff. She works with e-commerce product-based businesses to implement email and text marketing strategies that build trust and nurture your customer relationships. She wants to do this for you so that you can start to focus on the front lines of your boutique business. So visit simplestrategiesgroup.com for more info. That's simplestrategiesgroup.com.